Thrasher. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. What we're going to do for this episode, it's not quite SummerSlam yet, but what we're going to do is cover the Raw and the Smackdowns between Vengeance and SummerSlam. So, we're your hosts, my name's Dave, I'm going to be the Eric Bischoff of this evening, I'm going to run through Raw, and the other host is, I suppose, is Stephen McMahon, this is CJ. How are we doing, Steve? Uh, I'm not so bad, thanks. Uh, no, I'm not so bad. Thanks. Thank you very much, Dave. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing this. Uh, I think it, for the fans, this is something a bit different for them. Uh, keep you all invested, if you will, in in the uh, the timeline and let you know what's going off between all the characters. No, definitely. I think it's a good uh, good thing to know exactly what's going on between Vengeance and SummerSlam and keep everyone, and especially for me and you, as as we've discussed before, it's uh, these these things that are going to pop up in these next couple of episodes of Raw and SmackDown that we're going to go through that. I can't remember, and it's uh, it's nice to go through once more. Uh, right, so we're going to kick off with the Raw after Vengeance. It's the 22nd of July. Uh, Raw kicks off with Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. They've been moved from ringside to the stage area. Um, Eric Bischoff, he comes into the ring for a promo. Uh, Triple H comes out. Um, he says that he's going to bring out his best friend, Shawn Michaels. Bischoff then introduces the combination of Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And then he officially names Shawn Michaels as the manager of Triple H. And HBK says Bischoff clearly doesn't know him very well. He's all happy and well being his manager, but he's only going to do what he wants to do. And he storms off. Then Bischoff tells Triple H to run after him to get Michaels back and get him back on side. Eric Bischoff still in the ring. He announces that he's going to unify the Intercontinental title and the European title. He says that Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy will battle in a ladder match. Uh, suddenly the two championship belts are lowered from the, uh, to the ring from the roof. And the match starts straight away. Uh, Rob Van Dam, he retains the IC title and the Euro title is now retired. Um, it's last time we're ever going to see the European Championship and it's last time to this present day that we've ever seen the European Championship. D'Lo Brown and Sean Stasiak, they approach Eric Bischoff about getting some time on Raw. Uh, Bischoff tries to blow them off, uh, but the two are quite persistent. Bischoff says he'll give them three minutes on Raw. He says he better entertain them. The next match that we have is the intergender match of the evening. It's Bubba Ray Dudley and Trish Stratus versus William Regal and Molly Holly. Uh, quite an, an odd sort of match where William Regal puts the Regal stretch on Trish who, tra- who taps out uh, and obviously giving the win to Regal and Holly. In the ring The Rock, Eddie Guerrero comes out. He asks The Rock who he thinks he is. Eddie says that he had a problem with The Rock and he says that he has two kids that idolise The Rock and he said that he noticed that there was a picture on the kids' bedroom wall of The Rock uh, He says he ripped the poster off the wall and burned it he says that he has to discipline his kids and he demonstrates how he scolded his kids. Uh, Rock interrupts and tells Eddie that he shouldn't treat his kids that way. Rock says that he's seen all of Eddie's movies. Uh, he even asks uh, which one he was. Was he Cheech or Chong? Which I found was quite funny to be fair. <laughs> um, Eddie then says he's got the hottest mullet in the world. He said he should even call it the people's mullet. The Rock says it looks like Billy Ray Cyrus had sex with a retarded hyena. <laughs> I loved The Rock during his, his peak during this time with his promos absolutely brilliant uh, Eddie says he's tired of being disrespected and he challenges The Rock to a match to t- uh, tonight 
Uh, as The Rock leaves, uh, Brock Lesnar's music hits. Brock and Paul Heyman come and they walk right past The Rock as if he wasn't there. Uh, Rock does his usual turn around, stare at them, raise the eyebrow. That leads us on to our next match of the evening, which is a Singapore Kane match between Tommy Dreamer and Brock Lesnar. Boo! Which is an absolute unbelievable pairing to have in, in a bizarre match like a Singapore Kane match. Um, Lesnar pins Dreamer after the F5. Then The Undertaker runs in uh, with a Singapore Kane and smashes Brock with it. Uh, Lesnar retreats with Heyman. And then we get to our next match with D'Lo Brown and Sean Stasiak, everyone's favourite meet. Uh, Bischoff says he gives Stasiak and D'Lo three minutes to entertain him, but one minute in, Stasiak goes for a rest hold armbar. Bischoff says, what the hell was that? The three minutes expire, and Bischoff said they should have entertained him. Suddenly, two huge Samoans jump the rail and attack D'Lo and Stasiak. The Island Boys have finally debuted on WWE. This is uh, Ekmo and Kimo, who were massive on the independent scene at the time. Um, they're two Samoans, they beat the hell out of Stasiak and D'Lo. Uh, JR and King, they pretend to not know who they are. We hear Bischoff ordering production crew to show the announced team. Uh, Bischoff joins JR and King at the announced position. Uh, unfortunately, this is starting to look and feel a bit more like Nitro, um, especially with, I don't know what you think about this, CJ, if you just want to jump in, with the fact that the announced table's been now moved up to the stage and Bischoff's joining the team. It's very much like Nitro. Yeah, I just never knew why... I never got why they did that. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know if it was to try and make Raw seem different to SmackDown, or I just don't really know why they did it. No, uh, I, I think as soon as they realised the mistake, it didn't happen that long. I think we only see about a year in our timeline, and then it disappears again back down to ringside where it belongs. Uh, so the next match then that we have on this Raw card is the Big Show versus Spike Dudley. Uh, Spike's being forced into the match by Eric Bischoff. Uh, Big Show demolishes Spike Dudley in about a minute. And in the ring, we have D-Generation X, or is it? So the familiar music of DX hits. Michael's in Triple H, they're in their shirts. They're doing a little promo. Halfway through, Triple H about to ask people if they're ready to suck it, which, looking back as an adult, is still quite bizarre. Uh, he just pedigrees Shawn Michaels, lays him out, and he just leaves and just walks up the highway, leaves Shawn Michaels lying in the ring. I just, I, I, I sort of saw... Even even in even at that age, uh, me personally, I, I I thought of I sort of thought it was going to be coming because um, I just can't. I've never ever imagined Triple H being a good guy. He just doesn't play it very well. He's better as a bad guy. Totally totally agree. Totally agree. So we lead to the parking lot where there's Triple H there. Uh, he leaves the arena in a limo. Then another limo pulls up and out and the window rolls down. Stephanie McMahon, a beautiful little head pops out. She tells a crew member to tell Bischoff that the competition has arrived. So it leads us to our main event of the evening. It's a non-title match between WWE Undisputed Champion The Rock, won the title last night of Vengeance, against Eddie Guerrero. Absolutely brilliant for a main event match in Raw. Uh, Rock defeats Guerrero um, after quite, quite the match. Brock runs down. He takes the Undisputed title belt away from the referee. Rock gets down and goes face-to-face -face with Brock. Brock holds the belt in his hands, and he, Brock puts the belt out for The Rock to take it. Rock doesn't reach for it. So Brock aggressively throws the belt to the ground and he leaves the ring while Rock watches him walk up the ramp. Uh, so we get to our final little segment of the evening. We're in the parking lot with Eric Bischoff and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, Bischoff asks Stephanie McMahon if he's here to slap him in the face. <laughs> Stephanie says she's here to kick Bischoff in the testicles, which, well, WWE at this era, don't we love it? Uh, Bischoff goats Steph out of the limo and prints to do karate, which I used to love Bischoff. I used to do little karate moves. Uh, then Steph takes a step back 
And she says, uh, and then Bischoff says, go ahead, kick me in the testicles. She goes, I will. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman turn up and walk straight into Stephanie's limo. Stephanie gets in, they drive off, Bischoff screams at the departing vehicle, and Raw goes off the air. Yeah, uh, well, that, that just sounds like an absolute epic episode of Raw. Uh, just all the sort of little matches that we've got involved there, all the little segments we've got there. Um, again, mentioning the talent pool, you know, just can't get it better. And the end, I mean, why can't we have that anymore? Why can't we have endings to Raw or SmackDown as epic as that? Okay, so it's the first SmackDown edition, the July 25th, 2002. Uh, the opener for this SmackDown edition is Kurt Angle versus Mark Henry. Uh, little little match here, a bit of a squash match in my opinion. Uh, late in the match, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman run down and nail Mark Henry. Um, He's here, look. <laughs> it didn't already, take, it already didn't take him long to appear. So the referee calls for the DQ finish. Brock gives Mark Henry the F5... And- Brock and Heyman leave the ringside area. Angle gets up and runs back to confront Brock Lesnar. And the winner by DQ is Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah, Mark Henry um, gets uh, gets his ass kicked, but Stones that win the match. I say it's a win-win, to be fair. But anyway, we move backstage. Uh, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman are all there. Angle gets in Lesnar's face, and, and Lesnar tells Angle that he's no longer the top guy in SmackDown. A steamed Kurt Angle storms off. And so obviously that straight away is setting up um, an angle, no pun intended, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. It's an angle straight away uh, for you know, Brock Lesnar and Angle to feud uh, later on. Right, the second match we've got going is is a Devon Dudley with Reverend Devon Dudley uh, with Batista uh, against Hello Ladies, Val Venus and Hardcore Holly. Uh, God, uh, late in the match, Batista tries to interfere, but Hardcore Holly attacks him. Val Venus wins after a fallout powerbomb. Venus and Holly celebrate after the match. Batista sneaks up behind Val Venus and spears him. Holly goes after Batista, but the damage has been done. That sounded horrific. Right, uh, Reverend Devon as a character, horrific. They were, I, I, I just don't know who's that. Like, you can't even blame it on Russo because Russo was long gone. It was just, it's just an awful thing. I don't get it. And then when they, when they, when they paired him with Ron Simmons, well, Farouk, but they called him Ron Simmons. And I just, you were just Ron Simmons walking around saying damn to everybody. And Reverend Devon <laughs> trying to get everyone to pray. It just, and then you got big decon Batista at ringside. It's just, it, oh, I, that's one thing that I despise. I remember it like it was yesterday. One thing I despised about the brand split was splitting up the Dudley boys. Yeah, of course I I completely agree. It was just it it didn't work. I don't know who whose idea that was, uh, but no, Bubba and Devon belong together. They're a tag team. They're not they're not singles competitors unless you're on TNA and you call Bully Ray. But oh, that's another story. Yeah. Uh, so now we're going to the next match. Uh, it's Rikishi versus <laughs> Albert. Rikishi wins after the stink face. Oh God, I miss the stink face. Uh, he does a savat kick and a bonsai drop, and Rikishi dances for the crowd like a monkey. Can I just cut in and say my show sounds so much better than yours so far? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you can. I, I'm hoping. For, well, from what I remember, things get a lot better. But at the minute, my show is dicking all over yours at the minute. Oh, a bit, a bit of rivalry here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. So so far, we've had. Uh, 
somebody we've had a some guy who's a reverend uh we've had a big fat guy giving people stink faces and we've had albert there as well which uh, we all know about it's just albert in it who wants him on the on the, the roster uh, <laughs> next, the, the next match is the tag titles match Whoa, first tag title match since vengeance and it's uh lance storm and christian in the americans who have got test with them uh against hulk hogan and the rock Ooh, <laughs> that sounds like an interest. Uh, you know what? Now we're stepping off again. Smackdown, we're stepping off again now. Tess continually interferes in the match. It doesn't do anything else, really, does he? Late in the match, just as Hogan is about to pin Christian, Brock Lesnar runs down. Lesnar gives Hogan the F5. The referee disqualifies, disqualifies Storm and Christian. Winner by DQ, Hulk Hogan and The Rock. Now, what is Brock Lesnar doing? Why is he doing this? He, I mean, I know he's trying to prove a point, but why would he come down and, you know... T- Annoys Kurt Angle, then annoys Hulk Hogan. What's it, you know? It's not not it's the smartest Brock. of things. Because it's Brock. Uh, and did just... anyone, did anyone actually think at any point that Hulk Hogan and The Rock were going to win those tag team titles? Uh, I know you can't see me, but my hand is going up right now. <laughs> I, w- I would definitely say I- I'd think that the Hulk Hogan and The Rock, man, they're, they're just like a mega tag team, mate. That. That's, you know, that's a whole different story. I mean, but look, you know, you've got Shawn Michaels HBK on your show. I've got Hulk Hogan and The Rock, man. I've got Hulk Hogan and The Rock on SmackDown. <laughs> next uh, next segment, we go into the parking lot. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman are in there. Lesnar and Heyman try to get into a waiting limo, but the driver stops them. The driver says that this is Hulk Hogan's vehicle for the night. Lesnar tells the driver to open the door for him or he'll beat his ass. Uh, and then Lesnar <laughs> and Heyman get in and they drive off. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, next match uh, we've got Test versus John Cena Test's already been wow. on the interfering Test is now against John Cena John Cena upsets Test with a surprise victory Ooh. after the match Test gives Cena a big boot to the head because he's a sore loser Cena's on a winning streak Oh God! The start. This is the start of it, guys. <laughs> this is the start of it. He's on it. He's two thousand and two yeah. people, and Cena is on a three-match winning streak. <laughs> oh God! Okay, so the next match we've got the the uh, I believe it's the main event, Steel Cage. Uh, late in the match, Jericho pulls a steel chair into the cage. Jericho whacks Edge over the head with the chair. Edge kicks out after a two count. Edge hits a desperation spear on Jericho. Edge begins to climb the cage. Jericho chases him. Jericho hits a bullfrog, bulldog from the top rope on Edge. Jericho climbs on the top of the cage and rests on top. Edge climbs up after him to pull Jericho back. Edge gets Jericho on his shoulders and falls back into the ring from the top rope. Both men take a while to get up. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Jericho crawls <laughs> towards the door as Edge climbs, cage, tr- climbs the cage. Edge drops near the top to beat Jericho to the floor. The anti-Americans come from nowhere to attack a bloody Edge outside the cage. To, t- to toss Edge back into the ring where they joined by Jericho, beat on Edge. So oh, the, the Americans Canadians. now have joined with Jericho. The Canadians and the Canadians are beating on their fellow Canadian. And then get it, wait for it. John Cena runs down to yeah! help to beat on him too. Suddenly, Rey Mysterio runs down and scales the cage. Mysterio lands atop the cage, looking down at Storm and Christian, and Mysterio leaps like nobody has ever let before off the cage onto Storm and Christian. 
Tess grabs Ray and tries for the powerbomb, but Ray reverses into a Hurricane Rana. Mysterio and Cena double drop kick Test. Mysterio grabs Christian and throws him into the ropes so Cena can backdrop him. Mysterio punches Jericho, knocking him down. Edge throws Storm into the cage. Storm pulls himself out of the ring. Jericho sneaks out over the cage. Edge, Mysterio and Cena celebrate in the ring. Now, and the show goes off the air. Well, it's the first SmackDown that we've watched of this era then, and John Cena comes out to try and save the day. Um, yeah, overall, half-decent SmackDown. Personally, I don't think it was nowhere near as good as Raw. But... Oh, oh, I'll have to disagree with you there, Dave. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not being funny. You get Brock Lesnar walking into a limo. On this show, you get Brock Lesnar, and you also get a Steel Cage main event that's worthy of a WrestleMania main event, in my opinion. That was amazing. Such a good ending to SmackDown. Sorry, mate. Raw's got to do some catching up, in my opinion. The 29th of July episode of Raw. And Eric Bischoff, oh my God, introduces the newest members of Raw. It's Test. It's Lance Storm. It's Christian. The un-Americans have arrived on Monday Night Raw. Oh my God. When did this happen? Obviously, back in 2002. on Monday Night Raw, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh my God. The boys have come to the red brand. Uh, the trio come out waving an upside-down American flag. Absolutely genius. Do you know where we discussed a bit ago about creative? This is this is the good side of creative. Uh, Lance Storm, um, Mr. Personality himself, he cuts down several so-called American icons like Elvis, Marilyn Monroe and Babe Ruth. Uh, Christian says that every American teen can list every Britney Spears song, but not the Bill of Rights. Suddenly, Shawn Michaels comes out onto stage and he demands Triple H. Shawn Michaels says that he's going to exercise his right to beat Triple H from one end of the arena to the other. Bischoff says HBK will have to wait because Triple H isn't here yet. Tess calls HBK a has-been and tells him to get lost. Look at Tess growing a set. I, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, Dave, I'm getting sick of Tess at the moment. I, I'm getting <laughs> sick of him. He just interferes and everything and goes boots people in the face and doesn't get his own way. I'm sick of him. He doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> he's not got his, he's not really part of the Un-Americans because he's not involved in any storylines he just appears hits someone and celebrates the victory <laughs> uh, Sean says the Canadians this was brilliant Sean says the Canadians don't like him because he smacked around Bret Hart uh, Sean tells Bischoff to either bring Triple H to him or he'll find him and drag his carcass to Bischoff so that leads into the opening match of the evening we've got Booker T versus Eddie Guerrero and um, Exactly what you'd expect from two very solid workers. Booker T wins with a scissors kick. Very surprising. Um, Eddie Guerrero again. I know it was against The Rock last week, but he's now lost two in a row. Uh, following from last week. Now, didn't I didn't realise, not about you, CJ, that intergender matches was a thing so much back then. Because following on from last week's Raw, we have another intergender match. We have... Wait. In the intergender match, are they allowed to... Hit each other. Bl- Oh, the girls can hit the blokes, the blokes can hit the girls. Yep, so to briefly cover from last row, William Regal put Trish Stratus in the Regal stretch, and that's how he won. So this week's match, we have Trish and Bubba Ray Dudley against Molly Holly and William Regal. Uh, Molly comes out and says that William Regal is injured. She says she found a suitable replacement. Well, well, it's the big show. Trish looks <laughs> like she just shat us in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, exactly the same sort of matches last week. Very just what you'd expect from all these style of matches. Uh, it ends with Trish winning, uh, covering Molly for the victory. 
Now gone. that you think of, now now that you think about it, looking back, I'm not, they were entertaining the intergender matches, but I'm sort of glad they don't do them anymore. Um, because it is, I don't know, I don't know. It just seems it's, it's, when you just said the big show came out and pound, you know, potentially. I think of it as if it was my girlfriend and she had to go in the ring. That's the um, same, it's, it's, it's the big show's going to come out and Trish Stratus is going to get sat on. <laughs> and for some reason, I don't know, I would, I can put myself back in 2002 sat watching this thinking, yeah, he's going to sit on her. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads to our next match, which is the hardcore title match. Now it's 2002, it's July. The 24-7 rule is still in effect and oh my God, do we not know about it? It's Bradshaw versus Jeff Hardy. This is big Texas Bradshaw after he split up with the APA. Coming like, looking like an extra out of a cowboy film. Uh, <laughs> now, Jeff, get ready for this. Because this is about to pick up a bit of speed. Jeff hits a swanton bomb on Bradshaw. He covers him to win an hardcore title. Now, Johnny the Bull. Remember Johnny the Bull, Stan Bowley from WCW? He then enters and nails Hardy from behind and pins him to win the hardcore title. Bradshaw then gives Johnny the clothesline from hell and pins him to recapture the hardcore title. Tommy Dreamer then runs in with a Singapore cane and whacks Bradshaw in the head and pins him to win the hardcore. Oh my God, I had enough of this in 2000. <laughs> this is awesome. I love the 24-hour rule. I, did, I absolutely loved it. I did, it. but two years straight and it's still going on. <laughs> Where's Crash? Um, I don't know. Is it? Did he... Is he still, like, God rest his soul, is he still alive at this point? He's, oh, yeah, he got drafted. All right. I don't know where he's then. Oh, I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see when... when You know what? I'm actually going to mark out when Crash shows up now. <laughs> Where's Crash? Because <laughs> that needed Crash. And where was Stevie Richards with a Stevie kick? I thought that needed... Oh. That needed Raven with a... That needed Raven with a trolley. Stevie Richards with a Stevie kick. And a Crash Holly to come in and win it with a trash can lid to make that, like, the perfect match. Yeah. So then we get an Intercontinental title match. It's Rob Van Dam versus Chris Benoit. Um, after an extremely hard-fought match, Benoit pins Rob Van Dam with his feet on the ropes for leverage, and we have a new Intercontinental champion. It's Chris Benoit. And then we get to the next match after the adverts, and it is Undertaker versus Chris Nowinski. Uh, Undertaker defe- defeats Nowinski quickly with the last ride powerbomb. Uh, the anti-Americans then come out and attack the Undertaker. Now, just to briefly touch on it, uh, Chris Nowinski, I don't know what you can remember from back then. I know. What did you see him with his Harvard Law School character? Oh, yeah, I remember quite a bit about him. Um, I thought he was, a, he was a good character. He's basically the 2002 version of David Otunga. Um, but they could have done so much more with him. I think uh, to this day right now, if, if his character... They'd given him a better gimmick. He had the build, you know. He had definitely had a look. He had long blonde locks, and he just, you know, he, he had that sort of WWF WWE build. Uh, so if they gave him a better a better gimmick, um, I think he could still be wrestling now. Uh, personally, he could have achieved a lot more. Well, he couldn't be wrestling now because he had to retire. So he had a concussion. What? It comes. Up. Oh, so is that why? Why yeah, he does? Yeah, it comes up in about a year. Well, it might not even be that. It could be six months. Uh, gets really bad concussion, has to retire, and then decides to, because he's quite a clever bloke and his Harvard gimmick was like a portray of his real life. He did graduate from Harvard. He's quite a clever dick. Um, and he look, start looking into brain science and sort of the, the impact and the effect of concussions on sports athletes. So then we have uh, Triple H in the ring. Uh, he tries to give an explanation why he pedigreed uh, Shawn Michaels last week. He says he was the one who wanted uh, Shawn Michaels to be his manager. 
He said that Shawn Michaels couldn't stand not being the one in the spotlight. Triple H says that it's now him who's the showstopper and it's him who's now the icon. He says that Shawn Michaels' career in the ring is over. He says that all HBK left is his pride and he says that HBK's pride will only get him hurt. The stage manager then tells Triple H something. Uh, Triple H leaves the ring immediately in a hurry, runs backstage. He finds Shawn Michaels unconscious in a pool of blood surrounded by raw wrestlers. Uh, Triple H sees a vehicle with a big hole smashed in the side of the window. He kneels down beside Shawn Michaels, tells somebody to get help. Uh, they're loading Shawn Michaels into an ambulance. Uh, Bischoff grins at tri Triple H and says, I heard you played dirty, but I had no idea how. Triple H denies having anything to do with this. So then we lead on to our main event of the evening. It's The Rock versus Ric Flair, which is a kind of... I don't know if you've got any thoughts on this, CJ. The Rock versus Ric Flair is a kind of a mega ultimate... To me, personally, it's on the same levels of Rock Hogan at Mania, of star power from Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree, but I don't know. There's something... A, the, there could have been a much better build between between those two as I did for Hogan Rock, but I just think that Flair, even though you know he was a was a very he is one of the greatest of all time, but it's not Hogan, is he? Does that, does that make sense? He's not Hogan. Nobody ever will be. So Rock versus Ric Flair, very back and forth match. Um, not the sort of level that well, as I just said then it. I see it as quite a megastar match, but it's not a pay-per-view. It is only Raw. So you see a dumbed-down version of what they could both do on a pay-per-view. Rock wins with the rock bottom. Uh, he pins Flair to uh, to win the match. And then Flair stays in the ring and says that he's got an announcement. So he's walking around the ring with a microphone preparing himself. And then he's quickly interrupted by Chris Jericho's music. Uh, Jericho sneaks up behind Flair and nails him with a major chair shot to the head. Jericho takes the microphone and says the only important announcement to be made is... From now on, Raw is Jericho. <laughs> Raw goes off the air with Chris Jericho smiling. Not a bad, not 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 an amazing finish, in it's my opinion. Bad, I think it's a bad end to the pay-per-view compared to how we had it last week. Yeah, I'd say that the the ending to that should have been the segment with Shawn Michaels being attacked in the parking lot. Definitely. I, I think that would have been that'd be more like a casualty esque finish, like more dramatic. Like who did it? Who shot JR? You know, that sort of that sort of um ending. Well, it would have made me want to tune in next week. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I'm quite invested in Ric Flair and Chris Jericho yet. Just just a really quick one here, but you had the rock and Ric Flair in the same match together. Ended up with Jericho finishing the match fi finishing the show over Ric Flair. And then The Rock's not involved. What's going off there? Okay, so now the B show's over. We're now back onto the A show. <laughs> you will always be the B show. Always be the B show. August the 1st, 2002. Uh, we've got the uh, next edition of the SmackDown shows from me, uh, Stephen McMahon. The uh, opener is Rey Mysterio versus Tajiri. Tajiri gets a crazy amount of offence in joining this match. Rey wins after a top rope Hurricane Rana. Wow. That was a good match. Love Tajiri. Love him. Tarantula, awesome. Green Mist, Green awesome. And uh, the next match we have uh, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Mark Henry. Brock wins after a belly-to-belly -belly suplex, followed by an F5 on Mark Henry. Let's just start sinking a minute, guys. Is that not two weeks in a row? Not the belly-to-belly, -belly, no. The no, F5, yes. The F5, yes. Brock and Paul go backstage and run into Hulk Hogan. 
Brock tells Hogan that he hopes he beats Kurt Angle tonight because he really, really wants to fight the Hulkster next week. Oh, Hulk Hogan and Brock Lesnar. They are pushing Brock Lesnar to the stars. Yeah, this is worse than the than the Roman push that Roman Reigns is getting here. Look at this. He's just getting he's getting he's everywhere. Everything. He's absolutely everywhere. <laughs> uh, next match, Kurt Hangle versus Hulk Hogan. Late in the match, wow. Angle gets uh, yeah, Angle gets the ankle lock on Hogan. Hogan reverses the hold and kicks Angle. Angle falls backwards into the referee, knocking him out. Angle goes outside the ring and gets a steel chair. Angle runs towards Hogan, who lifts his foot and kicks a chair into Angle's face. Hogan hits a leg drop and goes for the pin, but no referee. Brock Lesnar runs down and Hogan punches him off the apron. Angle picks up the chair and again whacks Hogan in the back with it. This time the referee saw it and disqualifies Kurt Angle. Angle begs the referee not to disqualify him. Angle goes after Hogan again. Oh, here we go. Hulk Hogan hulks up for the crowd and goes <laughs> after Angle. Brock reaches in and trips Hogan. <laughs> he, tri- he, doesn't, he, he doesn't like punching or anything. He trips him. Brock enters the ring and gives Hogan the F5. Yes. Yes. It's 2002. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Next match is Rikishi versus Devon with Batista. Reverend Devon with Batista. <laughs> oh my goodness so all the gimmicky guys are all getting put together in the match now Batista repeatedly interferes in the match Rikishi pulls Devon to the corner and Batista runs into the ring Rikishi Savak kicks Batista out of the ring Rikishi wins the match after a banzai drop Rikishi gives Devon the stink face after the match Batista comes in the ring again and gives Rikishi a spine buster Devon hits a headbutt from the top row for good measure Wow, so he gets the spine buster and the headbutt for his troubles. Poor Rikishi. To put my so at this, at this at this moment in time, Dave Batista, where are they going to go with to that put, guy? To we, put my 2002 head on, my God, I hope they do something with him. Mm, Batista's the yeah, only shining star of what that. Of, oh my <laughs> God. Reverend Devon again. <sighs> Jamie Noble and Nidia are in the ring together. Noble says they won the Cruiserweight title, so they could say they were better than all you rednecks. Noble says that nobody is showing them respect. Noble and Nidia go outside the ring and confront Michael Cole. Noble says he saw Cole eyeballing Nidia. Noble says it's Cole's lucky day and tells Nidia to give him some sugar. (laughs) Nidia crawls over the announce table and straddles Michael Cole's lap and tries to lick and kiss him. Cole tries to resist the mmm attack. Noble tells Nidia to ram her tongue down his throat. <laughs> Nidia kisses Cole big time. Noble pulls Nidia off, calling the crowd a bunch of perverts. Noble tells Cole to start talking good about them, and there's a lot more in in store for him. Wow, wow. Michael Cole. That, that sounds like rape, wow. to be fair. That sounds a little bit like rape, in my opinion. Next match is John Cena versus Rico. We'll hear it again. Cena... Wins the match. Cena gets up and slaps Rico in the face. Billy and Chuck run down and attack Cena. Billy and Chuck hit their version of the Doomsday device on Cena. We've got a so for, That is now Cena is 4 and 0. 4-0, guys. 4-0 so is John Cena. The Doomsday device, for all you uh, people who may be new to the podcast or don't know what it is, that is made famous by the Legion of Doom. Uh, that's where one person gets uh, the uh, their opponent on their shoulder and the other guy does a clothesline off the top rope and takes them off their shoulder. Really well. Looks awesome. Looks, I mean, well, it looked awesome. I don't think it looked as good now. The Steiner brothers quite... did a good version. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did. Steiners were more, I think, they were more athletic, especially uh, Scott Steiner back in the day. He was well, he was very athletic. Oh, with all these flip to dos Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, then he uh, started taking a certain drug and uh, just his arms looked ridiculously like triangular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh, how to put it. Just children, don't do drugs, please. Yeah, don't please. do drugs. Oh, you look like Scott Steiner. Don't you don't like want Scott that. Steiner. <laughs> uh, in the ring, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie comes down staring at Bischoff in the front row. Steph pretends not just notice Bischoff in the front row. Steph says it's very clear that he purchased his own ticket. Steph tells the crowd that Edge and Rock are not facing each other tonight. Steph says, says that the two will be a team tonight. Steph says Edge and The Rock will take on the newly acquired talent tonight. Steph introduces Eddie Guerrero and Intercontinental Champion Chris Benoit. What? <laughs> Ooh. Benoit's one of mine. Hang on, you've took a champion. That's not fair. Yeah, Bischoff jumps the rail and tries to get into the ring. Taz points out that this is not the first time Guerrero and Benoit walked out on the Eric on Eric Bischoff. Oh, stab at WCW oh, right now. Salty. Two, Two security guards snatch Bischoff and drag him from the arena. That's uh, that's that's pretty interesting. That's that's awesome that we've got Guerrero and Benoit um, as a tag team. Well, Very awesome. I've now got the Un-Americans, which I'm quite happy with. But the fact that I've lost Benoit, nice. Main events: Dun Dun Dun, Edge and Rock, the undisputed champion versus Guerrero and Benoit, with the Intercontinental Champion being Chris Benoit. After a long, exciting match, Brock Lesnar makes his way to ringside. Rock sets Benoit up for the rock bottom, but spots Lesnar out of the corner of his eye. Benoit sneaks up behind Rock and slaps the cripple crossface on the rock. Rock is forced to tap out to Benoit. Ooh. Lesnar backs up the ramp, not taking his eye off the rock, stops on the stage. Suddenly... Hulk Hogan comes out behind Lesnar and whacks him with a steel chair. Oh, my God. And SmackDown goes off the air. Again, great ending. Sorry. Great ending, SmackDown. You can, I'll, I'll with you so far. We're, we're two for two. And I'd probably say my first Raw uh, killed it with the ending. And you've just destroyed me since. Yeah, they've got some... SmackDown are just doing really well here. With endings, the endings. You, you, you show, you're showcasing the skills of Albert and Rikishi and Reverend Devon. And Val Venus. Uh, let's let's be fair. Talent wise, I'm killing it. But ending wise, there's a reason I want it. It is the Brock Lesnar show. It is very much the Brock Lesnar show at the minute. It's SmackDown. But that's not. I'm not complaining. Hang on a minute. We've got no. We've got Rock, Brock Lesnar. I've got the Rock here. Yeah. I've got, no, no one cares I've, about him. I've got Hulk Hogan. I've got Edge. I've got Kurt Angle. <laughs> I've got. I've got Chris Benoit, and I've got Eddie Guerrero, mate. Sorry, who you got? Triple H, Shawn Michaels, basically. Yeah. And the Undertaker. Yeah. And the Undertaker. Uh, excuse me. And the Un-Americans. Well, we're the two Un-Americans who are. One's got absolutely no charisma whatsoever. The other one's got a lot of charisma and can actually wrestle. And then the other guy who just runs in and. Well, Rick Flair. Just, just test. Just test. Rick Flair. Rob we've Mann. already. We we we've already had this discussion. Jericho, Big Show, <laughs> Bubba Dudley. Bradshaw, I've got Texas. You wish you had Texas Bradshaw. <laughs> okay, mate. Okay. <laughs> so let's get on then with uh, Raw. It's the fifth of August. Uh, it's Raw is Jericho. Uh, Chris Jericho. Um, he comes out to, after his surprise appearance on Raw last week, attacking Ric Flair. Um, he welcomes everyone to Monday Night Jericho. 
Um, it doesn't really work compared to his, uh, his usual roar, his Jericho little stick. Uh, Jericho explains why he jumped to Raw, and suddenly Triple H's music hits. Triple H comes out, um, he's looking to find out who did Shawn Michaels in last week. Um, Jericho thinks, uh, or, or, or says to Triple H, could it be you? Could you have done it? Uh, Triple H, he said he still considers Michaels his best friend. He says he was in the ring when Shawn was attacked, so how could it have been him? He says that he will not leave the arena until he finds out who attacked his best friend, and Triple H goes backstage. Jericho starts his ranting again, but he's interrupted again. This time, Rob Van Dam's music hit, and Rob Van Dam enters the ring. Uh, this, this sets up they have a bit of a promo back and forth, and this sets up a match a bit later on in the card. First match of the evening, we've got a tables match between the Big Show and Bubba Ray Dudley. Bubba got the victory. Then we, then, we, then we lead to a hardcore title match, where Tommy Dreamer against Big Texas Bradshaw. Uh, Dreamer eventually picks up the, the victory, retaining the hardcore title, and he leads through the ring, uh, through, the, through the crowd, uh, very DDP-esque with all the fans. Um, and then we go backstage, get ready for this CD, you're going to absolutely love this. We have William Regal and Chris Nowinski, with Molly Holly introducing her best friend, uh, Victoria, who makes her debut on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Victoria, um, they have a little bit of a back and forth. Uh, then Chris asks Victoria if it's true, if Molly Holly is still a virgin. Victoria says that it is true. So Chris Nowinski looks at William Regal and says, not for long. And the duo <laughs> share a mischievous grin. Um, <laughs> my, my, minor erection comes to mind. The, uh, Molly Holly is a, uh, a supposedly a virgin. Uh, I highly doubt that. I'm sure she's in her fair of the old uh, sausage. Um, well, yeah, that, I, I'm I'm slightly invested in this. To be honest, <laughs> I want to see where this goes. So leads on to our next match, uh, which we've got a bit of a USA versus Canada feel to it. We've got everyone's favourite Canadian Test against Sergeant Slaughter. Test oh, brutal, brutally, brutally attacks Sarge before the match. Uh, he leaves Sarge laid out at ringside. Test backs up the ramp, waving his upside down USA flag. Match ends, no contest. Um, not needed, but just another way of pushing along the anti-Americans who are getting quite the push. Are they? Are they? Are they going to do something with Test? I, like, I, I'm just getting sick of him. I, I, honest to God, uh, all the matches I've been watching, from when he's been on SmackDown to when he goes on Raw. He's just, he's just an arsehole. He literally yeah. is just an arsehole. Are they going to do something with him? Are they going to actually, you know, every time you see him, he comes on my screen. I get pissed off. Not in a, <laughs> not in a like, oh, God, I don't like this guy. Is it's it just genuine hate level? for the guy. X-Pac heat. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah, the, uh, test is not one of CJ's boys. Right, so that leads us to a tag team match. We've got Booker T and Goldust against Chris Nowinski and William Regal. It's the weirdos against the perverts. Uh, <laughs> Booker T picks up the win for his team. Uh, we have an advert break, cut back from the adverts, and we have Trish Stratus against uh, Victoria making her in-ring debut. Uh, Molly Holly joins JR and King on the announce table. A few minutes into the match, Victoria stops and falls to the mat. Victoria suffers an apparent knee injury. Uh, Earl Hebner and a trainer race down to check on Victoria. As Victoria's help from the ring, Trish holds the ropes open. Victoria stands up and kicks Trish straight in the face. A few minutes later, Victoria gets the pinfall while holding the ropes to win a debut match on Raw against Trish Stratus, which is uh, not many people knew of Victoria before this. Um, but yeah, debut match on Raw beats Trish Stratus. Pretty damn decent. Did she have a, some sort of fitness thing going off with Trish Stratus at some point? I, I, I read along lines that. So is that like, is that fake? Or are we, are, we, are, actually... are we talking kayfabe or real life? Real life. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The, you Absolutely. fans can tell us that. I don't yeah. know the answer to that. Neither does Dave. Send us, a, send us a tweet if you do. I've got no idea. 
Holy Mother of God. We have got the Un-Americans, Christian and Lance Storm, against Matt and Jeff. The Ooh. Hardy Boys are back together and they're going for tag team gold. Oh, yeah. Rose just turned Shut it up a notch. the front door. Rose has just turned it up a notch. Um, so, I say, the Hardys are back together. Um, first time in quite a while. And after a quite a hard-fought match, uh, Jeff hits a swanton bomb on Lance Storm. The Hardys were just about to get the pin uh, when Christian pulls the referee out of the ring and the referee disqualifies the Un-Americans. A uh, bit of a, a horrible one for me, this. Love the Hardy boys, but uh, Christian and Lance Storm, I'm in the, I feel like an Un-American myself. So, was, uh, I'm very on the fence for that much, but thoroughly enjoyed that match. And then we get to uh, the main event. Um, so the main event is Chris Jericho versus Rob Van Dam. Uh, Ric Flair makes a surprise running and whacks Jericho with a steel chair. Absolute grim shot as well with a steel chair. Uh, Rob Van Dam hits a five-star frog splash and pins Jericho. Uh, Flair looks back at Jericho from the ring, strutting back and forward on the raw stage. Um, and then we go to another advert break. And as we come back, um, we've got Eric Bischoff in the ring with Triple H. Um, Triple H wastes no time uh, to hear what Bischoff's got to say. Bischoff says he's got a surprise for Triple H. He says he set up a satellite to Triple, so Triple H can talk to Shawn Michaels, who was in San Antonio, looking all uh, all bruised and battered. Uh, Triple H asks Shawn how he's doing. Shawn says he's doing okay for a guy who got his head thrown through a car window. Uh, Triple H says he feels bad about what happened, and Shawn says that he and Triple H are cool and still best friends. But then we cut to the CCTV footage, which shows a very blurry man attacking uh, Shawn Michaels. Triple H says, oh, it's a shame that the quality is not good. Shawn Michaels says, well, in this modern era, we're able to find out exactly who it is. Um, the, the image stops being blurry into a clear picture, and you see it's Triple H. <laughs> Triple H just, he looks shocked, and then this big grin comes on his face. And he's like, he just goes, you're damn right I did it, Shawn. <laughs> and it just goes into a little rant. Uh, and obviously that sets up, uh, Shawn Michaels says, the doctor said he's not healthy yet, but he's healthy for, let's say, SummerSlam. And the crowd go wild. To end Raw, as Shawn Michaels is making his return to the ring against Triple H, beat that SmackDown. Woo! Oh, that, you, you are hot, 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 hot stuff Raw. Okay, guys, so uh, we're on to the August the 8th, 2002 SmackDown show. Now, just before, Dave, before I, I go through the results for this SmackDown show, I just want to show you the quality they have for the uh, the prior show, which is Velocity. <laughs> I just want to go through this because I do find it... Quite funny, um, in a strange sort of way. Just, just listen to the match they've got going on. So Velocity, Velocity starts backstage. Rico and Mark Lloyd, and and Hardcore Holly are there as well. Rico is styling Mark Lloyd's hair when Bob Holly enters. Rico tells Holly to take a hike. That it was his, it's his work to do. Holly takes a set of shearers and shaves off a small piece of Rico's hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So that's a little bit of velocity. I'm not going to go all the way into the other matches, but that's the quality of uh, the dark shows that that's that the WWF or WWE are, are, are coughing up here just before SmackDown. So just a little snippet there for yeah. you. And for those that don't remember Velocity, it was like um, it was like what it would now be classed as main event, but on a really bad level. Yeah, like you you got your your Z listers. Like let's say to try and compare it to modern day, Zack Ryder would be a main eventer. That's that were the levels of velocity. And can I just point in, um, as you just covered with Rico, then um, it's I, I don't know if you've seen it yourself. Um, I've read it on the internet. He's Rico set up a GoFundMe page. Um, he's quite ill at the minute. Needs a lot of medical care. Um, retired from wrestling, obviously many many years ago. Um, so if any listeners out there remember Rico, want to help him out, 
Uh, just Google GoFundMe uh, WB Rico and you'll get straight to his page. Give the guy a couple of quid or if it's uh, America, a couple of dollars. Uh, let's get him sorted out because uh, I, I thought Rico was pretty damn good in the ring. Yeah, good point, though, actually. Good point because there's people like such as, I don't know, Hulk Hogan, yeah? Hulk Hogan's had that many hip replacements, that many surgeries. He's been able to afford it. He's a, he's a millionaire or he was a millionaire. He's been able to afford all this. People like Rico, obviously he wasn't nowhere a millionaire. Nowhere near millionaires. Nowhere near millionaires. Yeah, so he he couldn't afford the the healthcare out there in the US, um, and another pe- another couple of people that are actually on that velocity show just just out of interest, Bull Buchanan yes. and Mike Awesome are on that that show. Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome's there in Velocity. Wow. That's uh, that's kick to the guy. balls, if you will. Have Mike Awesome on Velocity. The fat chick thriller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Mike Awesome. That's a whole entire episode in itself. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to straight on to the opening match. Kurt Angle versus John Cena. Late in the match, which was back and forth excitement, Cena throws Angle outside the ring and waits in the middle of the ring. Suddenly, Chris Benoit appears out of nowhere and puts Cena in the crippler crossface. Get in. The referee sees this and calls for the bell. Rey Mysterio runs down and hits Benoit with a hurricane runner, then slingshots Benoit over the top rope. Eddie Guerrero runs in behind Rey and hammers Rey. Eddie then nails a spinning neckbreaker on Ray. Edge runs down to make the save, hitting the execution on Guerrero. Edge falls up with a spear on Angle, knocking him off the ring apron. Edge, Ray and Cena celebrate in the ring as Angle, Benoit and Guerrero retreat. So we're really going back towards when we were in the steel cage, really. Yeah. Uh, just uh, obviously take away the anti-Americans and putting Eddie Guerrero and Benoit. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean... I shouldn't be dissing my own show, but I'm getting a bit sick of it already. Stop doing the run rounds. Did John Cena win that match via disqualification then? Uh, it, I would think so. So does that mean since the start of the Ruthless Suggestion Era podcast, Cena is now 5-0? and oh? And that's taken into account, listeners. The 5-0 and oh is the SmackDown before um, before Vengeance. Because we do mention that in Vengeance, because it's quite the build-up to Cena-Jericho. So since the SmackDown before, up to now, John Cena's unfeared. <laughs> oh my god keep counting guys so what's up we're on five five now. and oh five and oh for cena since uh since we started so we go backstage mark lloyd and eddie guerrero and chris benoit and kurt angle lloyd asked benoit and guerrero why they left raw for smackdown guerrero says that they're the homies who were beating hogan and rock last week guerrero calls benoit the master of submission kurt angle jumps in and says that nobody makes people tap like kurt angle kurt says that he is the master of submission Kurt says that he was about to make Cena tap if Benoit and Guerrero didn't butt in. Chris jumps in and says that Angle was about to get counted out. Chris says that there was, this is why he and Guerrero like SmackDown, because of the competition. Angle takes offence and indirectly challenges Benoit. Guerrero stops Angle and says the three of them should team up tonight against Cena, Edge and Ray. Angle agrees and Benoit and Guerrero leave. Um, so that's already set up the main event for tonight. And that's pretty much pretty big blockbuster main event, if you ask me. Those those six guys in there. Mm. It's, it's like the up and coming talent versus the the you know the prime time guys at the moment. Yeah. Edge, Mysterio, Cena, Guerrero, Benoit, Angle. New out uh, in in with the new, out with the old. Definitely. Okay, so then we're on to the then the next match is Mark Henry versus. Devon with Batista, Reverend oh. Devon with Batista. Wow. I, I'm I'm really wondering where it's going with these two, to be honest. Devon and it's Batista. A lot I, I want, of TV time. Yeah, I want to know what it's going to lead to, though. This is quite, you know, I'm 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 quite excited to see where this actually goes. These two. 
Henry wins after a power slam. Batista attacks from the ha- behind after the match. So he keeps doing this. Batista and Devon double-team Henry and set up for the What's Up drop. Rikisha runs down and makes a save, throwing Devon and Batista out of the ring. Devon, Devon holds Batista back from getting into the ring. Batista gets on the microphone and tells Devon to let him go. Batista get, hits the ring and we have a match. <laughs> so, right, so Batista is getting a match now. Is this an Batista's actual, in-ring uh, debut? This very, this might be, you know. It could be. Against Rikishi. Against Rikishi. Okay, so defeat. Devon tries to interfere but accidentally punches Batista. Rikishi follows up with the pin, giving Batista his first loss in the WWE. There you go. Rikishi leaves the ring and celebrates. Batista confronts Devon. Oh. Dissension. Oh. Okay, so we go backstage. Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Brock tells Heyman that he's going to Hulk Hogan's dressing room. Heyman tries to talk him out of it. We go to a commercial break, and then after, Brock enters Hogan's dressing room and finds Hogan standing there. Brock asks Hogan if this is what he really wants. Hogan says that Brock is still very young. Hogan says that if he was Brock, he would put it all on the line. Hogan says that if he, if he was Brock, he'd put his title shot on the line tonight. Brock agrees and leaves with Heyman. Oh dear. Heyman goes nuts, yelling at Brock for letting Hogan play him. Brock yells back, suggesting Heyman has lost confidence in him. Brock leaves and Heyman storms through a set of doors. Wait, what's going on in the background? Tori and Nidia, Jamie Noel and Billy Kidman. Tori and Nidia are on the floor having a cat fight. Noah pulls Tori off Nidia, but only disrobes her. The battle continues. Noah pulls Tori off again and Billy Kidman attacks Noble. Referee pulls Tori and Nidia plus Kidman and Noble apart. Then we go to the tag match. Hurricane and Shannon Moore versus Billy and Chuck with Rico. Wow. Oh, Hurricane and two of them. Was it two of the three members of Three Count? Yeah, that is, yeah. <laughs> Where's Evan Courageous? Evan Courageous, he was the he was the most over guy in Three Count, Evan, wasn't Evan, he? Yeah, Evan Courageous. I, only thing I ever remember about Evan Courageous was his uh, his battle with, um, what was it, Medusa over Cruiserweight title. <laughs> <laughs> and his ridiculously ripped six pack. He was yeah. he was ripped that guy. And when they had what was he Tank? Is it Tank Abbott? When oh yeah, when Tank he, Abbott. He joined them. He, he was in the ex UFC, wasn't he? Yeah. Went, yeah, I know. Shocking. Um, so we go to uh, the tag match: Hurricane and Shannon Moore versus Billy and Chuck with Rico. Who do you think wins this one, Dave? Uh, Billy and Chuck with Rico. Shannon Moore picks up a surprise pinfall over Chuck. Shannon Moore. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god! They tried to they tried. do something. Yeah, they tried. They give yeah. him makeup and a weird hairstyle, but that didn't go very well. Oh yeah, it was like oh oh five oh six when he was all punky on ECW. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, we go backstage again. John Cena, Edge, and Rey Mysterio. Cena, Edge, and Rey talk about their match tonight. Rey says that he will take care of Kurt Angle tonight. So Rey is saying he's gonna do over Angle. Oh. Then we go on to the six man tag match. Edge, John Cena, and Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, and Eddie Guerrero. Rey pins Angle after a long, hard-fought, action-packed, high-paced match. Brilliant, awesome match. Uh, I can't go into full t- detail because I'd probably be boring you all, but some of the moves I had in that uh, and, and the chemistry they've got in the ring really makes you think that SmackDown's going to be... It's going to be good for a, a good couple of months now. Get very interested. Ah, so the backstage segment with uh, Jamie Noble and Nidia, Billy Kidman and Tori was for the fact that they were going to have a mixed tag team match. Oh, all right. So it uh, wasn't pointless. No. <laughs> Nidia pins Tori with a schoolgirl roll-up. Wow. 
So we go to the main event of the night for SmackDown. It is Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman against Hulk Hogan, brother. Brock defeats Hogan with a bear hug submission. Hogan bleeds from the mouth. Brock and Heyman start to leave, but Brock decides to come back. Brock gets a steel chair from ringside and enters the ring again. Hogan struggles to his feet, only to have Lesnar smash the chair over his head. And again, reiterating what you said on Raw, the chair shot was quite hard. Oh, they're grim. They're absolutely grim in this era. <laughs> However, Hogan does put his hand up. You can see. Whenever Hogan takes a chair shot, you just watch his hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's a, he, he knows all the tricks on how not to get hurt. Hogan is busted open and blooded by the chair shot. The crowd chants for The Rock, who isn't in attendance. Brock leaves again and again returns to the ring to grab Hogan's bloody head and yell at him. Brock wipes Hogan's blood across his own chest. Smack go, Smackdown goes off the air. Is it the end of Hulk Hogan? Is it? Could it be? Is, it, is that, I mean, Hulk Hogan going against the guy that they're pushing to the moon at the moment, that's just like another... You can really see leading to SummerSlam, they're trying to get Brock over oh, and yeah. make him look like an absolute beast. As I uh, as I mentioned in part one, SmackDown is very much the Brock Lesnar show, and they are using the best in their arsenal to get Brock Lesnar over. They are pushing Lesnar to the moon. That leads us on. It's the 12th of August now. Um, this is going to be quite quick, me running through this, guys, and I'll tell you why. This row was ridiculously segment-heavy. Um, I'm not going to cover them all because most of them included people like Howard Finkel uh, and there was just far too much Eric Bischoff. Um, I'll just cover the main points, but it just felt so much like watching an episode of Nitro. It's just raw. Is You can tell, you can see now, watch it, going through, we've gone through, what, three episodes of uh, of each of Raw and SmackDown and there's such a difference in the shows. But anyway, it's the, uh, yeah, so it's the, the 12th of August. Um, we have um, a pretty awesome segment to start, to be fair. Uh, Heyman and Lesnar come out. Uh, Lesnar's wearing a Hulkamania shirt. He enters the arena through the crowd. Um, they reveal a pair of front row tickets as a two-taker seat at ringside. Triple H comes out for an in-ring promo about how uh, about Michaels and what he's going to do to him at SummerSlam. Um, then The Rock comes out and he taunts Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock jumps the rail, distracts The Rock, where Triple H can nail The Rock from behind. Uh, then we cut to back first backstage segment of the night, where we've got Eric Bischoff and The Rock. The Rock is demanding Eric to give him Brock Lesnar. Um, Eric says Brock has already left the building and it doesn't even work for Raw. Uh, Rock says that if he can't have Brock, then he wants Triple H. Eric says that the match is too big to just throw together on Raw. Rock says, Eric, make it happen or else. So then we get to a, another backstage segment. So it's two segments before even a match. Uh, we've got uh, Spike Dudley and Chris Nowinski. Uh, Chris is trying to find out if Spike has had sex with Molly when they dated. Uh, Spike decides that it's none of Chris's business. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris Nowinski says that he will soon make Molly his valedictorian. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Absolutely awesome. I'm loving these, loving these backstage moments in a bit. And then guess what we get for? I believe this is three rows out of four. We have a yet another intergender match. This time. <sighs> Where are they going with these? This time, we have Trish Stratus with Spike Dudley. Against what? Uh, what? Uh, anyway, Chris Nowinski ends up pinning Spike Dudley for the win. It's Chris Nowinski and Molly Holly, by the way. And then we get to a proper match. It's uh, Lance Storm with Christian versus Booker T with Goldust and Mini Dust. Can you remember Mini Dust at all? Yes, yes. He was awesome. I loved Mini Dust. Uh, late in the match, Christian trips Booker from the outside. Uh, Goldust runs around the ring and takes Christian out, but Booker T uh, quickly recovers and he pins Lance Storm. Uh, in the ring, we've got Mini, Mini Dust. 
Um, he's, uh, let's see, Eric Bischoff comes out. Guess what he's about to do? Oh, no. It's not It's not going to get a warning, is it? Guess how many minutes. Guess how oh, many my minutes, God. Minidust gets a three-minute warning. So the Island Boys come out. Uh, they absolutely squash Minidust. Um, one, <laughs> one of the guys gives Minidust a top rope power slam that looks... I, I look like I... Uh, yeah, it looked very painful. It looked very painful. Uh, Bischoff pretends to scold the Island Boys, saying that they went too far. It then says it's time for some real entertainment. Bischoff introduces his latest stolen talent from SmackDown, Stacy Keebler. Oh. Stacy comes out and dances for the crowd. Thank She's God. Like, Good. I'm glad you've got her. She was she was honest. I'm glad you've got her. I'm glad she... Here in the backstage says with Stephanie Man were boring me, so you, you're more than welcome to her. Uh, right, so uh, we get to uh, another tag team match. Uh, we've got... It's very tag team match heavy, this. Uh, we're getting all the stars on before SummerSlam. We've got Chris Jericho and the Big Show. This is uh, four years before Jerry Show oh. against uh, Ric Flair and Bubba Dudley. What? So we've is got that what? We've got 2002 Jerry Show against Ric Flair and Bubba Dudley. Now let's just let's just talk about for a minute the Dudley split. You've had Devon, who's been on every episode of SmackDown. Um, I know he's been in like nonsensical matches like against Rikishi, but something's happening. With Batista, it you can smell it. Something's coming, but Bubba's lost at minute, and he? he's 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 here, there, and everywhere. He's in intergender match one week, next week he's in he's in a tag team match with partner and Ric Flair. Uh, anyway, Jericho makes Bubba Ray tap out the Lion Tamer, so he also loses. The ironic thing is, though, out of the Bub, the Dudley boys, Bubba Ray Dudley is obviously the better better person out of that tag team. Better performer, always yeah. been a, a better performer on the mic, better performer just in the ring. Um, but um, Bubba Ray Dudley is very much like uh, the like Kevin Owens, where he'll talk when he's playing heel. He'll talk to the crowd and he'll wind the crowd up while he's still wrestling. Yeah. Like, he'll he'll pick up on comments and he'll pick up on chants and he'll comment back. He's uh he's, he's got that sort of that he always had. I've always seen that in Kevin Owens. Um, that that sort of that Bubba Ray Dudley heel persona. And then we cut to our next hardcore our next match. Uh, which is the hardcore title? Um, we've got uh, every week a hardcore title match, and every week it revolves around Tommy Dreamer. It's Tommy Dreamer <laughs> versus Stephen Richards, ladies and gentlemen. He won the match with an absolute brutal. I'll find the link and I'll post it to one of our uh, social media accounts, guys. Awful, awful, brutal headshot. Uh, I'm starting to look like I remember looking back as a kid. I would have loved these. I would have loved them. But now looking back as a 31-year-old man, it's, it's a bit sickening. Well, I always wondered what the chairs were made of. I didn't know whether they were ripped, like... That's that's the one question. Like, I know, obviously, it's well, been proven... they're all gimmicked, aren't they? But from what, I, from what I used to always think with steel chairs, they were like a stronger version of, like, um, like a pie... Like a tinfoil pie tin case. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. people sit on them. So then it leads us to the next match of the night, which is Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy. This was a great back and forth match. Um, it looked like Jeff Hardy was going to get the victory until Matt appeared, his brother. Um, it looked like, well, the JR big deal update was going to help Jeff, uh, but he spun Jeff around and delivered the twist of fate. This then allowed Rob Van Dam to hit the five-star frog splash and claim the victory. We then get a commercial break before the main event of the evening. Um, when we come back, we have a backstage segment and an interview with the Un-Americans uh, discussing the main event for this evening. Uh, we then cut to Bischoff storming into the production truck to speak to Kevin Dunn. Um, he wants to know that during the commercial break, there was an uh, advert for SmackDown. He, he thinks Kevin Dunn's responsible. He says that, no, it's Stephen McMahon. Um, he says if Stephen McMahon wants to advertise main events, he's got a main event for you. 
Next week on Monday Night Raw is Triple H versus The Rock. So then that leads us into the main event. Um, it was set by Bischoff earlier this evening. You've got the Un-Americans of Christian, Landstorm and Test teaming with Triple H against The Undertaker, The Rock, Booker T and Goldust. Now this match was surprisingly won by Test. Um, Undertaker was trying to deliver a last ride to Christian. Uh, Test appeared and delivered a big boot. Um, JR absolutely screamed over and over again. He lost his shit that Test had beaten The Undertaker. And then Raw goes off the air uh, with JR bigging up the main event for next week. Uh, but then he gets a little bit confused and keeps saying over and over again, uh, what a SummerSlam, what a SummerSlam. And then he gets himself back in the game and says, what a Monday Night Raw, as Raw goes off the air. Okay, so August 15th, 2002, SmackDown edition. We open it up with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Heyman talks about Hogan bleeding from the mouth, fighting for his last breath on Raw. Heyman says nobody has been man enough to tend Hulk Hogan's career until now. Heyman says that Hulk Hogan was merely a stepping stone in Lesnar's career. Heyman says that Brock did that to send a message to The Rock. Heyman says that the blood of Hulkamania is on Brock Lesnar's hands. Heyman says that the people's blood will be on Brock Lesnar's hands at SummerSlam. Lesnar takes the microphone and says that he will end The Rock's title reign at SummerSlam. Suddenly, Rikishi's music hits wow. and Rikishi comes out to the ring. Heyman tries to stop Rikishi, but Rikishi enters the ring. Heyman says that their match is scheduled for later and he won't let them fight now. Rikishi snatches the microphone from Heyman. Rikishi says that it's going to make Lesnar's kiss that ass. Oh dear. Lesnar attacks Rikishi, but Rikishi fights back and throws Brock out of the ring. Rikishi turns the attention to Paul Heyman. Rikishi sets Heyman for, so hope for the stink face, but Lesnar pulls Heyman from the ring. Is Rikishi still doing the same shtick in 2002? Yeah, but it's over, isn't it? Everybody loves no. it still, they all. No. We don't. I don't. Anyway, I never did. I used to. I liked Rikishi when he was just fatu when he was in the head shrinkers. That was when Rikishi was at his best. Not this fong wearing fatty. Nah. <laughs> oh god. Nah. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. Never. Because, a fan. I do disagree with you. I'm not going to tell you. I've just no. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, six man tag team match: Hurricane, Shannon Moore, and Hardcore Holly. Uh, Hardcore Holly. What's it? They're not doing much for them, are they? <laughs> Billy, Chuck, and Rico. Chuck pins Shannon Moore after some confusion. R Rico, Chuck, Billy, triple team Moore after the match. Hurricane and Holly come in to make the save. Suddenly, Matt Hardy's music hits, and Matt runs down to the ring to help out. Wait, Matt Hardy is on Raw. Matt Hardy is on Raw. Was uh, Raw. <laughs> oh. So that, that, that sort of makes sense. But obviously, when he was on Raw, he attacked Jeff Hardy, so... I'd like to know why he attacked Jeff Hardy, but we may we may find out. Matt Hardy hugs Hurricane and Shannon Moore he, uh, and shakes Molly's hand. Matt Hardy has detected has defected to SmackDown. Wow. So, Keep sorry, him. it's not Molly's hand, it's Holly's hand, sorry. Molly Keep Holly him. is on Raw. I said Molly, it is Holly. Hardcore Holly. So, Matt Hardy has defected to SmackDown. I'm glad he has, to be honest. Something, shake things up for him. You can't have both Hardys on the same row, on the same show um, against each other. Team. Yeah, they yeah, they've got to be. They've got to be separate if they're not a tag team. Yeah. Okay, so we go backstage. Matt Hardy, Hurricane, Shannon Moore, and Hardcore Holly. The four wrestlers are celebrating backstage. Matt talks about making the save for the trio. Matt says that SmackDown is definitely ready for Matt Hardy. Version one. Hurricane Moore and Holly don't look so impressed. Okay, so we go uh, backstage. Stephanie McMahon is with Chris Benoit. Steph says she can't believe how her staff screwed up. Steph says that she knows Chris will defeat RVD at SummerSlam. Steph requests that Chris makes RVD tap out. Steph tells Chris that she's giving him the rock tonight. 
Chris says it'll make The Rock squeal tonight. Then we go to a match, Kurt Angle versus Mark Henry. I tell you what, Henry's getting in all the matches, isn't he? He's, he's getting mm. every week he's having a match. Quite. Henry eventually hurts his ankle, and Kurt goes right after it. A few minutes later, Kurt locks the ankle lock into, onto Henry's ankle. Henry counters, sending Kurt Angle flying out the ring. Henry fights back and hits a gorilla press slam on Angle. Angle counters the body slam and once again locks the ankle lock on Henry. Henry taps out, but Angle keeps a hold on for a few additional seconds. Rey Mysterio runs down and hits the top rope, Hurricane Rana on Angle. Angle flips off awkwardly, splitting the top of his head open hard way. Ray follows up with a slingshot kick, sending Angle to the back. So we're setting up there for SummerSlam, I think. It's going to be Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle. It's looking that way. It's looking that way. You can't, can't complain at that, to be fair. No, especially those two. They would be mm. a cracking match. Um, so we go on to the next match, Rikishi versus Brock Lesnar. God. So I think we all know what's going to happen here. I think Rikishi is going to get absolutely annihilated. They're giving the big men to Brock as well, aren't they? He's had Mark Henry a couple of weeks. Rikishi, it's a, let's, it's, it's, again, it's another market employee of look at our new big man. Yeah. The, la- the next person he needs to take out is probably the big show. Yeah. That, that's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Okay, so Rikishi versus Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman. Late in the match, Heyman tries to interfere. Rikishi splashes Heyman into the cor- corner of the ring. Rikishi sets up for the stink face. Lesnar sneaks up behind Rikishi. Rikishi turns around and Savak kicks Lesnar in the chin. Rikishi does a stink face and a screaming Heyman. Lesnar gets back up and attacks Rikishi. Lesnar hits the big F5 and Rikishi and gets the pin. So here we go. Next, we've got an interview with Funaki and Nidia and Devon and Batista. Funaki doing an audition tape for the position of SmackDown interviewer. Funaki talking slowly, asking Nidia about her match with Tori Wilson. Nidia, Nidia would rather talk about her own breasts and butt. In the background, <laughs> we hear a major argument going on. Nidia forces Funaki to touch her breasts. Suddenly, uh, Revenant Devon comes flying through a door, followed by Batista. Batista looks down at Devon and says, There's your respect. Mm. <laughs> right, okay. And uh, then we've got Devon match. Tori Wilson with Billy Kidman versus Nidia uh, and jo- with Jamie Noble by her side. Noble and Kidman eventually get involved. While the referee is holding Kidman back, Noble runs into the ring. Noble hits a big clothesline on Tori. Nidia covers up for the pin. Crash! A, f- a fire still burn. Kane's pyro and music hits, but Kane does not appear. Um, so we go to the next one. It's a tag team match. Edge and Rey Mysterio versus Eddie and Charbo Guerrero. Late in the match, Angle comes out of nowhere and attacks Rey Mysterio. The referee calls disqualification and Hall, all hell breaks loose again. Angle <laughs> brings Rey into ring and puts an ankle lock on him. Charbo kicks Rey in the face for good measure. Edge runs in and makes the save. Same old, same old. Why can't these guys just have a match that has a finish that's A, not dusted, and B, doesn't involve half a fucking mid-card? Yeah. It's getting boring. It's getting repetitive. It's, you know, I like it. You do it once, but don't, you know, don't do it three or four times. Every single SmackDown now, Edge, Mysterio, Cena, they're all getting involved. They're all running in. It's just annoying. Okay, so now we're going into an interview with Mark Lloyd and the People's Champion, The Rock. Mm. Lloyd asks Rock about the rabid Wolverine Chris Benoit. Footage of Rock tapping out to the crossface. Typical Rock promo harassing Lloyd and blah, blah, blah. If you smell what the Rock is cooking. Rock tells Brock to just bring it, bitch, just for the kids. Mm. So we're going into number th- uh, the, the last match of the main event. Non-title match, the Rock Undisputed Champ versus Chris Benoit, the Intercontinental Champion. After an exciting back and forth match, Benoit hits a flying headbutt on the Rock. Rock kicks out and through and fights back. Rock locks, locks a sharpshooter on Benoit, who crawls to the ropes. Brock sets up for the people's elbow. Brock Lesnar runs down, distracts the Rock. 
Benoit sneaks, attacks Rock, and puts the crippler crossface on the Rock. Rock stays at ringside in full view of the Rock. Rock is about to pass out when he sees Brock and gets a burst of adrenaline. <laughs> Brock fires out the crossface and hits the Rock bottom on, and pins Benoit. Wow. Brock stares at Rock from the ramp. SmackDown goes off the air. It's just another... It's Let's let's use all the roster in the last hour of SmackDown. Every yeah. week. It's just let's use everybody on the roster. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to... I think that if this is the way it's going to go, it's going to be first two weeks, SmackDown has a really good two weeks, and then the last three, Raw, are just going to hammer us. So I could see this happening after SummerSlam. So it's the final episode of Raw before SummerSlam. Um, In the ring, we've got Eric Bischoff and all the hardcore wrestlers. We've got Jeff Hardy, we've got Bradshaw, Stephen Richards, Tommy Dreamer, Terry, okay, Bubba Dudley, Johnny the Bull, Spike, and Crash Ollie's here, look. They're, oh, Crash showed up now, yeah? They're all former hardcore champions. Eric Bischoff comes out and says the 24-7 rule is no more. He says they're all going to fight for the hardcore title. Eric says whoever's holding the title after six minutes will be the champion. So we've got the Battle Royal. We've got, as I say, there's uh, Jeff Hardy, Bradshaw, Richard Dreamer, Terry. Uh, but I don't know why Terry's in there. This is Terry? Terry who? Terry Runnels. Ter- What's she in there for? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Bubba Dudley, Johnny the Bull, Spike and Crash. Uh, time runs out. Tommy Dreamer is your WWE Hardcore Champion. Then Crash! Kane's Pyro hits. My Path is Chosen comes on the screen. Kane doesn't appear. Oh. Why is he not appearing, though? So I don't know. Why is he not appearing? Is he, is he SmackDown? Is he Raw? Who knows? I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like to say SmackDown. So, we then lead us on to a... Uh, we don't have an intergender match this week. We've turned it up a notch. We have a mud bikini match oh yes i love a good old a good old mud bikini match well it's bra and panties mud match is to give it its full title i i miss i do miss the bra and panties matches i do miss them trish stratus versus stacy keebler can't get it better can't get any better trish wins the generic bra and uh, panties match roll up so you can pull off the pants there's only one way to end this match and that's how you end it it's the same ending every time but i totally agree bra and panties matches bring them back so then we have uh, an in-ring promo. Uh, Triple H comes out with a clipboard in hand. He wants uh, Shawn Michaels to sign a waiver, or there'll be no match at SummerSlam. Uh, Triple H says he sent the documents to Michaels, but he hasn't received a reply. He blabbers on like he always does. And then Chris Jericho comes out to talk about his match with Flair. Uh, tr- uh, Jericho trash talks Ric Flair. Uh, suddenly, Flair sneaks up behind uh, Jericho with a trash can lid and absolutely destroys <laughs> Jericho's head. Caves him in with his trash can lid. Um, I love how brutal this build-up for Flair and Jericho is. And he's just it. come out of nowhere. He's they just out keep nowhere. coming out of nowhere and just smashing each other with weapons. It's brilliant. They're not really having much of... You get Jericho comes out, he has a little moment, but it's it, this feud is built up around them till kicking the crap out of each other. I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, so we get a six-man tag uh, to to go on from the uh, follow-on from last week's main event. Uh, so we've got the Un-Americans um, against Undertaker, Booksy and Goldust. Um, Undertaker seems lost in the shuffle. I know he's, uh, it looks like he's having a bit of a war with the Un-Americans, more specifically Test, but he seems a bit lost in this. Uh, so we've got Christian, he wins the match for the Un-Americans. Uh, he hits Goldust with one of the title belts and he picks up the win. Uh, we then get an interview segment with uh, Terry and Ric Flair. With Terry asks Flair what his announcement was three weeks ago. Flair says that whatever it was, it's now put on the back burner. Um, Flair says he's focused on Chris Jericho. Then guess who appears and uh, assaults Ric Flair from behind and beats the crap out of him? Jericho, Jericho. appears. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Flair's busted open and he's absolutely covered in blood. Uh, nobody could bleed like Ric Flair could bleed. No, that guy, that guy could. What? What? Like it? Most wrestlers would just like blade their face, but I swear he just blades everything. <laughs> Any bit of skin that's left on Ric Flair's body, <laughs> is, I bet there's not much that's not had a blade to it. Uh, so then we lead to uh, the next match on the card, which is Big Show versus Rob Van Dam. Uh, Big Show fights dirty using weapons on, on Rob Van Dam, wearing him down. Uh, they don't actually say that this is a no DQ match, uh, but it must be. Uh, Big Show hit lifts the, uh, the ring steps over his head, ready to smash Rob Van Dam. Uh, Bischoff comes out and yells at Big Show. Bischoff says Big Show has three minutes. Rosie and Jamal come out. This is getting stale. It's three. It's week three. This is getting stale. Jamal and Rosie come out of the crowd, attack Big Show, lay him out. Do you know who they remind me of? Who? Well, who reminds me of those? Um, the new tag team in NXT at the moment. Oh, the Authors of Pain. Yeah, yeah, the Monsters of Pain or whatever they're called. Yeah. They, they remind me of Rosie and Jamal. Yeah, I don't, you're, you're more of the NXT man than I am, to be fair. Um, I'm not really familiar. I know they've got Paul Ellering as a manager, haven't they? Yeah. Ex- is he still is he still stuck around? Yeah, yeah, he's he's he just he just stands there at the side and just shouts at them a couple of things, but he's, he mainly says quiet. But he must be quite old. Oh yeah, he's got to be. He must be in his seventies, if not more. If you think he was managing Legion of Doom years ago, back when they were the Road Warriors in uh, like NWA, and then. When they came to WWE in like 1991, 92, he was their manager then. Crazy. They must, uh, just, must be desperate to get him as a manager then. Yeah. He's, he's a, I remember when it came out, I remember when I read about it, it was a very odd appointment. Like, where's, of all the, it's very similar to when um, Zeb Coulter came out to be Swagger's manager. Yeah. It was like, you've got Dirty Dutch Mantel just appearing out of nowhere <laughs> for uh, years and years ago when I saw him on any form of wrestling television. They're just odd appointments. So yeah, we get an interview it. segment. With the coach and the rock, I used to love, love the rock. But oh my god, uh, with the rock and the coach, sorry, but my god, more rock. Uh, Rock's usual bullcrap banter with the coach. Uh, coach says that he received a video from Paul Heyman today. The video shows Brock destroying everyone from Hogan to Flair to Rob Van Dam to Rikisha and so on. Rock says that after SummerSlam, Brock won't be known as the next big thing. He says after SummerSlam, Brock will be known as the next big bitch. So on stage, we have a performance from Fozzy. Jericho's little rock band. Uh, they're still performing to this Ugh. day, I believe. And they're, oh, they're an awful, awful band. I tell you how bad they are. How bad they are. They they perform in a night called a nightclub called Corporation in Sheffield. That's how bad they are. I bet you can't guess what's going to happen. Chris Jericho's performing. Rick Flair's going to come out. Hell yeah! He chases the <laughs> band. He, he goes absolutely apeshit. Chases the band off stage. Um, he's still covered in blood. <laughs> uh, he destroys Fozzie's equipment and he runs down to the ring with a guitar. Uh, Jericho escapes through the crowd. Ric Flair smashes the guitar on the ring post, singing, <laughs> singing a big piece, of, slinging sorry, a big piece of it into the front row, and nearly killing a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it was very similar to our Brock. Was it a couple of years ago where the he ch- sm- with the car door? Yeah, smashed up Seth Rollins' car and launched it into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to our main event of the evening. It's a non-title match. We have got The Rock versus Triple H. Hell yeah, Rock versus Triple H. Main event, Monday Night Raw. Uh, late into the match, Triple H gets his sledgehammer out and lines up The Rock. Uh, he throws the referee out of the ring. And Shawn Michaels runs down. He attracts Triple H. Brock Lesnar enters the ring. Obviously, he's been sat on the front row. HBK super kicks him straight out of the ring. Shawn Michaels is on fire. Um, he drops to his knees, though, holding his back. Uh, Brock escapes through the crowd as The Rock chases him. Uh, but then HBK he flies over the top rope onto Triple H. Uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels brawl for a moment. 
An intense Shawn Michaels nails at the top of the ramp as Raw goes off the air. Good Raw. Solid Raw. Solid Raw. But Brock Lesnar again. Raw's starting to turn into the Brock Lesnar show. Yeah. It's... Now that I'm older, I understand. I understand why they're doing it. Um, And back then, as a 12-year-old kid, it it really didn't... I I couldn't see the bigger picture. Yeah. I I couldn't... I, I was just enjoying seeing Brock. I was... At that time, I was well into Brock Lesnar. It's well into him. We're now going into the SmackDown August twenty second, two thousand and two edition. And uh, we kick off with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, and Heyman takes the mic and explains what Brock is, why Brock is the number one box office attraction in the WWE. Heyman says that Brock is the biggest star in the history of SmackDown. Heyman talks about Brock Lesnar ending Hulk Hogan's career. Heyman says that Brock will do the same thing to the Rock at SummerSlam. Heyman says that Brock wants to wants Rock to have a little taste of SummerSlam tonight. Heyman says that Brock and Rock will collide before the night is through. Brock says he feels the same way he felt the night he fought Hulk Hogan. Brock says he's going to make Rock cry like a little bitch. So everybody's a, everybody's a little bitch at the moment. Everyone's, the Rock, everyone's Rock's bitch at the minute. Suddenly, the Rock's music, uh, the Rock's music, and out comes the undisputed champion to the stage. Rock talks about his usual smack about Brock Lesnar. Rock says that tonight will be a night like no other. Rock says that since Rock, Brock refuses to bring it to the Rock, that the Rock will bring it to him. The crowd chants "Rocky, Rocky, Rocky." Rock drops his belt, glasses, and microphone, and heads towards the ring. Suddenly, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit sneak up behind the Rock and attack him. Benoit puts a cross face on Rock and the ramp and a Heyman and Lesnar celebrate in the ring. So a great opener for SmackDown, I'd say. Quite. I like the um, the Benoit and Guerrero tandem again being pushed back together. And obviously we saw them at Vengeance. Too much Rock again, though. Too much Rock and Brock. This Rock and Brock match at SummerSlam better be fucking good. Because yeah. there's been so much build-up across both shows. I don't know. It's, it's SummerSlam, obviously, it's the second biggest show the, of WWE and maybe the reason why... They're pushing yeah. Brock to the moon is because they want to get those buy rates with him. It's always got me that with SummerSlam. It's always seen as, in WWE's eyes, the second biggest show. Where I think in a lot of fans' eyes, I don't know about yourself, but me, I always class like Royal Rumble as a second. Yeah. In fact, I I class, to me personally, I class Royal Rumble as number one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on to the tag team match Hurricane and Shannon Moore versus Tajiri and Jamie Noodle with Nidia. Moore and Helms with wins when Shannon Moore pins the, the, the Cruiserweight champion, Jamie Noble. After the match, a brawl starts up and Hurricane clears the ring by himself. Matt Hardy runs down to make the save, but this help is not, not needed. Matt celebrates with Hurricane and Moore, and like he had nothing to do with it. So we go backstage, Matt Hardy, Hurricane, Shannon Moore and Chava Guerrero. Matt bragging about the reaction he got when he hit the ring. Matt's ego is getting out of control. Hurricane's at this only because he's a hometown boy. Matt Hardy goes on to the ring again to a decent reaction. Chavo Guerrero comes out and interrupts Matt Hardy. Chavo challenges Matt Hardy to a match. Oh, so mm. does that mean Chavo's gone face? It's looking that way. Near the, okay, so we go into the match. Near the end of the match, Kane's pyro hits the second week in a row. Matt Hardy looks around expecting Kane to appear. Chavo comes up behind Matt and roll, rolls him up for the pin. Matt confronts the referee after the match. Matt says that everybody knows what when an explosion goes off in the building, the match stops. Matt says that this is the biggest travesty since Bret Hart was screwed in Canada. So we go backstage, interview Michael Cole and Rey Mysterio. Rey says that he's looking forward to SummerSlam. Rey says that he pinned Angle two weeks ago, so he's proven that he can hang with the Olympic champion. Kurt Stemp steps in and mocks Rey's size. 
Kurt says he has a match with Billy Kidman and he's going to show Ray what is going to happen at SummerSlam. Kurt says that if Ray comes out to ring during this match, he'll break Ray's ankle. So we go on to Kurt Angle and Billy Kidman match. A few minutes into the match, Ray Mysterio pops up onto the stage. <laughs> Kurt Angle is distracted by this and almost gets counted out. A few minutes later, Kidman hits a flying crossbody off the top rope to the outside. Angle eventually gets the ankle lock on Kidman, but Kidman counters. Kidman goes to shooting star press, but Ankle bailed to belly belly to belly's Kidman off the top rope, which is an impressive feat in my opinion. Referee Brian Hedman gets knocked out. Angle brings a steel chair into ring, but Kidman drop kicks it into Angle's head. Angle kicks out after two. Angle hits the Angle slam. Rey Mysterio comes out of nowhere and hits the West Coast pop on Angle. Kurt Angle chases Ray around the ring and backstage. Kurt Angle gets counted out, giving Kidman the win. Kurt comes back to the ring and argues the call. Kurt goes after Kidman again, repeatedly punching him in the face. Kurt finishes Kidman off with the angle slam over the top rope. So, poor Billy Kidman there. He's had a belly-to-belly off the top rope and an angle slam off the top rope. And he's just nothing but a pawn in the feud between Angle and Mysterio. Well, yeah, I would, agree. I would agree. So, we go backstage again, The Rock and Edge. The Rock getting medical attention. Video package of Brock's workout reg- regime. Rock talks with Edge about their match later. The Rock talks about fighting with sore ribs. The Rock says that he would still complete, compete even if he lost a testicle. <laughs> well, well, where has that come from? Why, why would he even say that? I mean, he's get that's obviously for a cheap pop, uh, cheap laugh. It's made me laugh. Um, I don't understand why he's referring to a testicle. <laughs> the Rock does his stick in straight up the candy ass speech, but Edge completes the catchphrase. Okay, so we're going on to the women's title match. Uh, Molly Holly against Nidia with Jamie Noble. Nidia says that she'll flash the world. Nidia puts together her best match join, uh, since joining the WWE. Not saying much, at least she's getting better. Molly picks up the win as the crowd boos loudly. Jamie Noble tells Nidia that, this, that she should give the people what they want anyway. Nidia smiles in approval and starts to take off her robe. Molly drops, drop kicks Jamie Noble and falls into Nidia to break up the fun. So we don't get to see Nidia's boobies tonight. Okay, so we go to the main event. Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero versus The Rock and Edge. Brock Lesnar watching on a monitor backstage. So I can already tell what's going to happen here. Yep. The the brawl starts early. Later in the match, Rock puts the sharpshooter on Benoit. Guerrero breaks up, but Rock sets Guerrero up and hits the people's elbow. Benoit pulls Rock outside the ring and throws him around. Soon after, Benoit puts the crossface on Rock in the middle of the ring. Rock finally gets the ropes to break the hold. Edge spears Guerrero and covers him for the pin. Brock Lesnar runs down and enters the ring. Edge and Rock stand face-to-face with Brock. Edge is willing to help his partner fight Brock. Rock Rock signals for Edge to leave the ring. Edge pats Rock on the back. Rock and Brock come to blows. Rock nails Brock, sending him over the top rope. Heyman holds Brock Brock back from re-entering the ring. Smackdown goes off the air. So? So that's telling me... That is telling me, going into SummerSlam, if I didn't know the results already, I would say The Rock's going to lose. Purely for the fact that he's got the upper hand on the last show. Yeah, it, it, that's always seems to be the formula, doesn't it? Where one, one yeah. lo- if, you, if you finish Raw strong, if you finish SmackDown strong, it generally means you're going to lose on the pay-per-view. I never got, I never got that. I never understand why. So, that has been uh, Raw and SmackDown from Vengeance up to SummerSlam. Well, I think that overall, from the shows that we've been, we've been watching um, and that we've been talking about, um, I'm, I'm just really happy with them. It just shows that they put all the work in and we're going to get a good SummerSlam. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to reviewing SummerSlam, to be honest. It's one of my uh, 
it's up there with one of my favourite pay-per-views. Apart from SummerSlam 2000, which I thought was slightly better, but it's it's up there, definitely. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Right, and people, so that is it. That has been episode two. Uh, we've been your hosts. Um, I've been Dave. And my name's been CJ. Uh, don't forget, we are on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Fresh, now on iTunes. Like us, share us, follow us, rate and review, subscribe. Comment, 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 comment. Comment, comment. We're everywhere, people. We absolutely love the support you're giving us, and we love doing this. Um, so until next time, peace out, people. Ruthless aggression.